I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. A podcast about robots, tech, isms, mostly robots, but also Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Let's hear a little bit from her, shall we? Yes. And I think um, when we talk about automation, it's not just automating people out of work, but it's automating every system that we have right now. And what it also means is automating injustice. So when we talk about um, the trend of economic inequality, it's only going to accelerate with the advancement of technology if we don't fix our underlying systems. So if we don't fix our actual systems and how we handle uh, the production of wealth, you know, we should be, everybody should be feeling the fact that we are mo- at our most prosperous point than we've ever been. Everybody in the country should be feeling the extent of our national prosperity, but the majority of us aren't. And, uh, and so when we talk about the, you know, job automation, one of the things that's difficult is, you know, people should not necessarily, we should not be haunted by the specter of being automated out of work, right? Uh, we shouldn't, we should not feel nervous about, uh, you know, the toll booth collector not having to collect tolls anymore. Um, we should be excited by that. But the reason we're not excited by it is because we live in a society where if you don't have a job, you are left to die. And that is at its core our problem. And so there are a lot of different solutions or a lot of different proposed uh, ideas about how we go about that. You know, Bill Gates has talked about taxing robots at 90%. And what that means, what he's really talking about is taxing corporations at 90%. Um, but it's easier to say tax a robot. Um, and so, so I think that what we do is when we actually decouple ourselves from this idea, uh, you know, we, we should get to a point and we should uh, structure our systems, whether it's a tax rate, whether it's uh, distributing wealth that is created by automation. Um, if, we talk, if, we, if we approach solutions to our system and start entertaining ideas like that, then we should be excited about automation because what it, what it could potentially mean is more time educating ourselves, more time creating art, more time investing and investigating in the sciences, more time focused on invention, more time uh, going to space, more time enjoying the world that we live in. Uh, because not all creativity needs to be bonded uh, by wage. And, uh, and I think that actually like, one of the reasons that this ideology or, or questions of whether you want to call it democratic socialism or techno-futurism or like whatever it is, um, it is because our technological advancement as a society has outpaced our system for handling finite resources because now we are approaching, approaching infinite resources. And how do you, like uh, capitalism is based on scarcity and what happens when there is enough for everyone to eat? What happens when there is enough for everyone to be clothed? Then you have to uh, make scarcity arti- artificial. And that is what has happened. We have created artificial scarcity. And that is why we are driven to work 80 hours a week when we are being our most productive at any point in American history. And so we, you know, 
we should be working the least amount we've ever worked if we were actually paid based on how much wealth we were producing. Yeah. But we're not. We're paid on how little we're desperate enough to accept. And then the rest is skimmed off and given to a billionaire. My gosh. Hello, welcome to oh my God. our AOC fan cast. Oh my gosh. AOCism. Oh my gosh. She's she's so good. Oh man. I, I, she just like answered that off the cuff. That, that was, wasn't rehearsed. She was like, you know, it could be democratic socialism. It could, you could call it techno-futurism. Who, what politician knows the term techno-futurism unless, you know, they listen to this show, obviously. Oh, my God. I, yeah. It almost makes me mad because it's like stuff that I felt like it, it took me a long time to wrap my mind around and... And she like says it so, and and we talk about this this whole concept mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. on here, and then she like says it all eloquently. Like, there's this random dude ask a question at a panel, and she's just, just like, why even have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> why in in the years that we've been recording uh, and talking about feminism and robotics, like she, we don't need she it just, anymore. You no. can just have. I mean, the thing that I found amazing about this, and and it's from a panel at South by Southwest, and I'm not, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I don't really know the context. Nope. But it's an hour long. Yeah. She just gave like capitalism 101 as as well as techno futurism 101. And I'm literally in awe. And I try not to ever romanticize politicians in any way. It's dangerous. Yeah, which is why I'm not very good at working on political campaigns because I just can't, like not that folks who do are bad or anything, like someone needs to do that work and I'm very grateful for them, but I, I'm enamored, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> um, thanks for being an avid listener. Uh, oh, we'll wow. Try and get more uh, good audio from people who are not us in your ears <laughs> in a couple weeks. So you found this on cocky.org, uh, a really good link well, blog. Well, I found it on Twitter. Um, the, the, the great... Mm, the, I found it on the other link. The other link. great link space. Yeah. <laughs> the website where you get the links from. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. what you... And yeah. nothing else. No. No, no Nazis. Opinions. Just links. Mm. I, do, you, do you actually use the app Nuzzle? Quick sidebar. No. Um, I tried and it didn't work the way I wanted mm. it to. Do you use it? I have in the past. So so Nuzzle is this app that basically aggregates the links people you follow have shared, but you're right. Sometimes it doesn't quite work. Oh, I'm thinking of a completely different app, and I was very confused as to why you're bringing it up. Oh! What? was what? Muzzle. It's the one that eliminates all your notifications when you're on a video call. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, right. that's what that's called. <laughs> I'm really good at getting us off topic, but that, <laughs> like, that was quite a leap there. <laughs> Sorry, so now I did it. Um, no, Nuzzle's great um, yeah. if, it, if it works, because then you just have, okay, this is what people are tweeting about without all of the hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start, because it's just... I don't... Yeah, like, I don't have any hot takes. Do you think about this a lot in terms of 
you know, how much work you do on a daily basis, because I often try to make (laughs) I I want to make my job obsolete, basically. Yeah, um, I've thought about that a lot, especially with like design and stuff like that's how Mm -hmm. how I know I'm doing a good job is if I've like um, like built good processes like it's like half my job is my work and the other half is like building processes so I can do my work right and and designing those and stuff Mm -hmm. which is almost like automating yourself out of a job does it cause you any sort of anxiety no no that doesn't I still feel useful you know what here okay here's the thing about capitalism that I think about all the time that does cause me anxiety Mm -hmm. um so I'm I'm like a woman in tech Mm -hmm. and um, tech is like a weird industry because everyone, like we are all overpaid and we are like, it is a weird, uh, like super lucrative career to have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my job is like hard work and mm-hmm. I do a great job and all that. Um, but like I'm overpaid, like considering my impact to the world perhaps. And, and, and mm-hmm. I, you, I know what you, so like. I know you could argue with me here, but I think like everyone in the tech industry is a bit overpaid as far as like the, the what we're doing, right? <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that on a macro scale, but but you're still getting paid 80 cents yes. on <laughs> what your male uh, peers are. Right. So in one sense of the word, I'm overpaid. In another sense, I'm underpaid. And there's this weird like... Like, I am very satisfied with the amount of money I make. I could, like, live off of this amount of money for a while and be, like, very happy and comfortable. Um, And, like, wanting more money feels like greed. But then there's also this, like, if I don't advocate for myself and ask for more money, I'm, like, going to be underpaid compared to my peers. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm also, like, an artist and part of my community is, like, you know, there's like the tech community and there's also mm-hmm. like the artist community and there's a lot of overlap there. And then I see all of my like starving artist friends mm-hmm. who are like poor and mm-hmm. broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm over here like trying to also further push myself as an artist mm-hmm. and feeling guilty about the fact that I make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like underpaid compared to my male peers. Right. Like, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, it's like weird guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's the white tech privilege kind of seeping in as well as the anger. Somehow it's still, there's that inequality there. It's bonkers. And the the whole thing she says, uh, which, which is absolutely true, that capitalism is just based on a false sense of scarcity. Yep. It is like, oh, yes, we have to overpay these folks because otherwise, oh, our designs won't get made. Those websites are just going to fall apart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I often think about this of, uh, yes, I see a lot of my friends being relatively overpaid, Mm -hmm. but also all of you are trying to function in this world where the you're trying to make really good ethical choices, but you still need to pay so gosh darn much for everything. Yeah. And like I, when we say starving artists, like we have friends who are, have literally starved at some point or gone through some sort of starvation. 
And uh, I, I mean, and those folks out there making art are also often the people making our coffee and working on construction. And because, ah, we won't have enough cement and, uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't think, you know, when you think about, I mean, the way that our, I don't know, like how lucrative the tech industry is right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, like yes, I work hard. I'm good at my job, and I'm like qualified and blah. I like studied mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I don't think that my job is harder than jobs with manual labor. Yeah, fuck no. It's uh, like <laughs> it's not like, and you could like, yes, I'm special. I'm great. Like a lot of people could do this. It's not like the like the the thing that I'm doing is mm-hmm. not that special. You know, you know what I mean. It's no, like- I I do because you do work hard. It is what you're doing is a difficult job. The other jobs are, are just as difficult. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who've gone to trade schools, which are you know they're they're basically colleges for what we refer to as blue collar jobs. And I, I we've talked about this before. I'm afraid of owning a car and a house because I would have no idea what to do if any of it broke. Like yeah. I know how to fix some websites and fix hardware because I went to college and or a traditional college and I learned how to do the bleep bloops. But I don't know how to. You don't know how to do uh, useful stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to fix my toilet. I'm helpless if my my uh, water is cold or I don't have water in my house. There's, it, it's, it's. You're you're absolutely one hundred percent right. If we had an apocalypse right now, you and I, we'd be dead. Oh, totally. First. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah first yeah. wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we we've just built sort of this construct around also these these tech jobs and knowledge work jobs as if like it has more creativity and some of that is true in some sense mm-hmm. but i i mean there are civil engineers that like build this infrastructure right but they're also being co- they're constantly consulting the folks on the ground and I mean, yeah, uh, Mr. Tim Apple, he's doing all this 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 work, but also his retail workers in the you know thousands of Apple stores around the world are also creating this day to day experience. And I know that's also a very high paying job, relatively, but for other compared to other like retail and stuff, I just don't know um, the CEO like our president. I don't know the names of CEOs of like uh, construction or uh, like agriculture culture companies oh that's the other thing like farming it is so farming so hard it (laughs) involves so much creativity and innovation but then something like monsanto comes along and then you can patent of seed apparently and yeah ah if people don't know about monsanto i don't even know if we, how, how could you uh, tw- tweet Monsanto? What's a quick tweet Monsanto? Yeah, what's oh, a... like if you don't know what it is? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're like evil agriculture overlords. Yeah, they they have patented like all. They do stuff like they'll patent like a seed, and then if you're like a little farmer who isn't using that seed, and then they have their big Monsanto farm next door, and. And they're in like their Monsanto crops like blow into the other farm because of nature, mm-hmm. and they'll like sue that farmer. Yep, yep. 
And then it's it's like Monsanto that gets the big government subsidies, even yeah. though they aren't doing the farming. Uh, yeah, like it's bad. It's mm, really bad. Which is why it would be amazing if all of that was done by big old nice machines, and then we can and go we back can to drink painting. Cocktails on hammocks all day, or paint. <laughs> paint is good. <laughs> I kept thinking and. Honestly, I think about this almost every day. The book Four Futures, which goes on to talk about, like, basically the worst of how automation could be and the, the best of what automation can be. And the best is pretty much what AOC outlines in, yeah, we, it's not that we're not doing anything, but we're right now in the most prosperous, most productive time in human history. Like everything feels bad and terrible be- because it is. But that's also, this is all we know as humans. Yeah. A lot of us don't know what it feels like to have um, a, a child go hungry or not be able to afford a hospital when we're giving birth. There are still many, many folks out there, but we that that doesn't need to happen that is again a false scarcity of like oh there's not enough money for hospitals that's not a thing no Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i really like the way that she phrased it actually with the um like we should we should be excited about these things Mm -hmm. and we feel like we can't be because we know how we are i don't know well, and that's the thing that she references uh, Bill Gates's uh, idea to tax robots, which is, as she says, it's really just it's taxing. <laughs> the first time I heard that, I was like, excuse me, sir, um, until you think about it for 30 less <laughs> 0.5 seconds. I wonder if he phrased it that way because he knew that it would be more likely for Republicans to... To be like, oh, it. good, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't tax us. Take uh, tax our machines. Wait, <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a second. Uh, yeah, like uh, tax the uh, amazing, uh, beautiful, wonder, ma- wonderful machines that are going to. It, and I don't know. I don't want to say that farming or construction or any sort of job that involves manual labor is like doesn't involve creativity like if folks don't want a robot to have their job like there's so much more involved than having to physically lift a brick and put it somewhere yeah there i mean the thing is is if we had the like socialist dream future that we're talking about and you still wanted to be a toll booth collector you could do that as a hobby and like live well like you know (laughs) like there's nothing you could just actually have what you want yeah exactly and also like not be suffering i i feel really unqualified to talk about a lot of this stuff because i'm a white person with privilege and i you know i i can go to bed knowing that i have a safe place to sleep and food in the morning and it'll be relatively okay. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, I do think about all of, pretty much all of the anxieties in my life that don't involve like, you know, like mental illness stuff is just basically around money and, or people I care about not having enough money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The big old 
dumb digital it's it's not even real and i i get that we're preaching to the choir of listeners um if not whoever is listening is real mad at us right now but i don't care um but this sense of false scarcity and and false scarcity leads to actual insecurity both uh mentally and physically uh Mm-hmm. And then let's just let the robots do everything. Yeah. Here's an uplifting thing. Um, AOC's in the house. Yeah, she is. But that's really cool. Uh, Savannah, who, if, if folks don't know, who is AOC? Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she's a millennial, the youngest woman elected to the house. Mm-hmm. Youngest person. And youngest woman. Yes? Both. Both. Um, and she's from New York. Mm-hmm. And she's a second generation or for, first, wait, what is it when it's your parents who immigrated? You're, you're first generation American? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, from Puerto Rico, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, she's awesome. She's socialist and she won. Right? Bananas. (laughs) She won against a Democratic incumbent, which is sort of unheard of. Um, And she's also the kind of person that is very scary to a lot of men and a lot of Republicans. And obviously, you know, you, you try to dig up dirt on your opponents. That's how politics are. It is life. But they keep doing it in a way that just makes her more endearing and sweet yeah like oh aoc said she grew up poor she lived in a house and it's just (laughs) this like very small house yeah it's like oh okay like it's not that it was like a shack or anything but if you were to look at it you would not picture it it's not a a mansion yeah like you wouldn't even picture it as a middle class home it's it's a very small house um and then oh aoc cares so much about public transportation but she's taking a car to work and her (laughs) aunt was dropping her off in her minivan (laughs) like oh and and my favorite my favorite was uh, I, I believe some lovely people on Reddit <laughs> found her a, a dance of her in in college, you know, and she was dancing with friends. And and when you say that there is someone has unearthed a like video a- of you in college dancing, it's like, uh oh, oh no. I would not want that on the internet, but no, it was her dancing with the school mascot to breakfast club to, for the breakfast club meme with uh, Phoenix's 1981, 1801. I don't know. The lovely listomania type song yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah. And it's so adorable. It was so wholesome. <laughs> like what is what? Is? Yeah. And, and all the, backlash around her has been really stupid you know one thing i am actually afraid of though is that Mm -hmm. we've definitely all put her on a pedestal and that's dangerous Mm -hmm. and i've already seen her like retweet something and that's been like debunked as false you know yeah and i I worry about that Mm -hmm. i yeah like her her being great at twitter is this thing that is sort of almost like yeah like all politicians should like learn how to use twitter and like Mm -hmm, meet people mm -hmm. where they are or whatever like Mm -hmm. it's not twitter but like any whatever we happen to be right Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. right now it's twitter but um 
yeah like like politicians should be tech savvy and like use social media or the latest thing or whatever mm-hmm. um but also twitter's terrible and <laughs> we're terrible and i fear for the day when like you know something will come up that is not wholesome and i don't want it to happen and i feel like inevitably there will be something i don't think that's what's going to happen i think it's going to be similar to what you said that we we put her on a pedestal and then we're sort of blinded by poor decisions she makes because she's a human being and yeah. human beings make bad decisions in terms of I, and I'm not talking about her personal life I mean just historically humans bad decisions yeah yeah and you know if there's um I'm very will we should definitely do a episode on the green new deal and how robots are going to help the green new deal and it, it excites me a bunch uh but I worry ab- about like the romanticization of that and mm-hmm. al- also she has been supporting some folks who have some weird views on Syria and Israel and like they get into a little bit of like ooh kind of going into human rights violations and yeah, like yeah. she's a young person but I, she's I don't like know in politics and I feel like if you're in politics for any amount of time mm-hmm. you're going to like make deals with people who have like like shady voting records and stuff like it's just like inevitably it's literally impossible (laughs) yeah like she like the system is bad you Mm -hmm. have to participate in the system to change the system Mm -hmm. she's going to be participating in the bad system and like Mm -hmm. inevitably something bad will happen and i'm like just on edge about it a bit (laughs) yeah the thing i try to hold on to though is that she did run a very unconventional campaign. Um, we, I know we have a lot of international listeners. My goodness, thank you. Yeah. Uh, hi, friends in Poland. Um, the the thing is, though, like we have a lot of really corrupt and weird campaign finance laws in the U.S., uh, and she pretty much raised all of the money on her own, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. And she's already sort of working outside the system to succeed within it. Does that make any sense? It does. And it, it's like incredible and it feels surreal. Mm-hmm. And that's why it scares me. Yeah, ex- <laughs> it's exactly. too good to be true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I, I went to see uh, the I actually went to the Bernie Sanders rally at Navy Pier, which, which is a Chicago tourist trap here in the city. Um, um, I heard on Twitter that it's not near any public transport. <laughs> so, OK, I don't even know how you got there. <laughs> OK, I sorry. That was no. an inside joke. That's probably not. No, it's it's good. The, the the tweet you're referencing is I was it Megan McCain I don't know someone it was some I, it doesn't even matter who it was it was exactly. some lady who lives in New York City who is like talking about uh talking points to how Bernie is like a bad choice for black voters and mm-hmm, then pointed mm-hmm. out that oh uh, and this was a white woman this was a white woman <laughs> pointed out that the neighborhood that navy pier is in is like 90 something percent white or whatever and like there's no public transit for 
all the black people to get to his rally and which is just like kind of hilarious because navy pier is like a weird tourist trap that's very close to a ton of public transit and and also not no one, in a neighborhood no one lives there yeah. like no there's no like what is the demographic even there's no there's literally there's no, no neighborhood housing. yeah there's no yeah there's it's a pier it's it's a pier and even surrounding it for the next like three miles it, like it's all like that there's the some water. Yeah, there's there's a lake and then more touristy thing like the magnificent mile, which is all stores. All like stores. Yeah, I, I mean, there's like I'm, there might be some condos sprinkled in there that mm-hmm. are probably owned by like rich white people who don't live here. Yeah, yeah if you if you really stretch it, uh, I guess maybe 0.5% of that tweet is sort of true. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you went to the Bernie rally. <laughs> yeah, and, and this isn't to defend Bernie Sanders. I don't know if I'll vote for him. I don't I don't know. I'm very stressed about the Democratic uh, primaries. Yeah. But one thing that was really interesting uh, about it, and I, I don't go to a lot of political rallies. It just so happened that um, actually our friend uh, Mike Hurley was in town, our, also our uh, Relay FM boss. Thanks, Mike. Um, and <laughs> my my uh, my actual boss, Max Temkin, was like, "Want to go to a Bernie Sanders rally?" And I was like, "Sure." I've never done anything like that, and it was really interesting to see a politician say everything that his audience wants, but also without any sort of coded language, mm. like like when. Uh, someone says like we're gonna get affordable health care for all like what does that even mean uh, uh okay where he's like yep medicare for everybody yep uh free free colleges and yeah. obviously the it's like a campaign rally for television and y- you know it is what it is right but the fact that someone is out there just saying it is interesting to me um yeah. And I didn't really pay too much attention to his campaign in 2016, but yeah, that that felt wild. Yeah. Uh, the The other thing that stood out to me was I think he said something about uh, it's like we can't let Amazon drones take our jobs, and I'm like, well, uh, that's not uh, how that works. But oh, all all right. Um, that just sounds like <laughs> I don't know. I remember when. I mean, we recently had like a local election and there were like a ton of people running for mayor and stuff. And uh, and my ward that I was living in had, I think, like 10 people running for aldermen. And then you try and like look them up and see what they were all about. And then mm-hmm. it's like all of these people with websites that are like, I want a better Chicago. <laughs> and it's, it's like, like, go on. Yeah, like, <laughs> we all want a better Chicago, man. Like, I, all right, can buddy. Can you be like a little bit more specific? <laughs> Like, oh. I have a family. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, Savannah just did the best politician shake. It, it uh, fist. You can angry. hear it in my voice. Yeah, you you truly can. Uh, and and oh, people love it when we talk about politics on this show. Oops, Woo. it's a political episode. Oh, <laughs> oopsie poopsie. <laughs> but rut row. Uh, <laughs> and. I mean, that I, I think that's a big difference between uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, AOC is, you know, she they're they're both socialist and believe in a lot of socialist ideals. But 
she knows what techno-futurism is. I don't know if Bernie knows what techno-futurism is. No, for sure, no. No way even a little. But the fact that she's just off the cuff, like... I don't know. Yeah. That that seemed like one of the least canned answers I've ever heard. Yeah. And it is like what she's talking about is actually from a lot of science fiction novels and utopian futures that have concrete missions of yes, this machine does this. So, you know, not not just so we can make art, but we can build better relationships. We can raise our children. We can we have time to think about what we are going to eat so that we'll be healthier. Like we should be the most prosperous ever. She's a nerd just like us. She's such a nerd. Oh, mm. I mean, she she does the memes on the Internet. She knows how to do it. <laughs> I, I I think this is again also just exciting because the fact that we're even ta- we can even talk about a politician who is taking steps in and again they might not be good steps we could see some real bad stuff happen that would be a bummer but even you know the idea that we can discuss it is it just it's makes really, me happy yeah it's good. And a woman, a woman said these things. Yeah. A woman of color. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> oh, it's a big day for roboism. Uh, she's like our new Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. See, it worries me, but also, <laughs> but also, ooh, ah. yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I probably mean, shouldn't have said that on the podcast. It's okay. <laughs> the, no, I'm. It, it's an interesting reflection upon yeah. how we view our politicians. Yeah. Ugh. Did you have any other news this week, Savannah? Nope. I mean, this is the only thing that matters right now, really. Yeah. It- <laughs> Thank you again to Relay FM for having us on their lovely, lovely network. And thank you to anyone who's a member of Relay FM. You can go to relayfm.membership to support shows like us. You can donate $5 or $10 or $20, whatever the heck you want. All oh. your dollars. Don't do that. Yeah, I Irresponsible. Mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't yet live in this utopian socialist future. So save. you got to hold on to some it. of it. Yeah. And you can directly support this show or choose to support all of the great shows. It, it's up to you. It's your life. But you should support us. Our, sh- our show. Ours is. Our show. I, I like good. it. I like it Robot. a lot. Mm-hmm. Robots. 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 <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at RoboismFM and me at Alex Cox, spelled C-O-X, not any other way. And me at Savannah Million. And where can people find your amazing illustrations? Oh, that's kind. I put them on Twitter and I also put them on my Instagram, which is at SavMillion. Yeah, like the the money. Like the money. <laughs> oh, wow. What if your like, great-great-great-great-grandchildren, they change their last name because it ends up being a slur? Like if you have a m- oh. millions, you're a bad person? Like, oh, because like, in the socialist future, we'll mm-hmm. recognize billionaires as like the true evil from mm-hmm, the past. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and millionaire, it, it would be like having... It was like, oh wow! Like your ancestors were like horrible hoarders mm, um, mm. who watched other people suffer. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think millionaires are the problem though. It's billionaires. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like I'll be all right. Yeah. So you heard be it. the equivalent of like having your last name be like five dollar. <laughs> sorry. All right. Sorry. Finish what you're gonna say. <laughs>
Like, wow, your ancestors had five dollars. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Ooh, easy, big, Tiger. Big, big guy over here. <laughs> oh man, uh, this. Oh, <laughs> Are you okay. I'm Savannah. Five dollars. <laughs> People would probably stop asking me if I'm rich. Which <laughs> happens all the time. It's fine. And are you like, well, it's really complicated because the tech industry is overpaid, but you're comparing me to... (laughs) No, for real, the Xfinity guy setting up my internet asked me that and without any context. And he was like, so are you rich? And I was like, well, kind of. What? Why? And he was like, because your last name. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I do not have a million dollars. If I did have a million dollars and people asked me that, I don't know what I would say. It would make me very uncomfortable. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, uh, if if I have a million dollars, I will absolutely tell all of you because it'll because be because of your relay.fm slash membership. Ah, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you in advance for your donation. <laughs> uh, okay, this has been another episode of Roboism. I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. Thank, Thank you for listening. And for hey. your money. Give money. us your money. Money. Robots. Money. Robots. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Robots. Okay, I'll stop. Sorry. All right, Mrs. Five Dollar. <laughs> someone help me, someone save me. I learned something I should have never known. I'm not feeling, I'm not breathing. I need someone, someone to show me that. Oh, man.